Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour and 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 12th show. You can also listen to us on podcasts, our Facebook premiere show, or on our show YouTube channel. I'm actually flying solo here today. No Keelan, but I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And most important, our lineup for the show, we have Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight, Marriage and Money Made Easy. Our second guest in studio, John Anderson of John Anderson Esquire. You don't know what you don't know. Save time, money, and hassle with proper planning. And we'll also be having a conversation, panel conversation with both of our guests, Doug and John, as what they individually do combined together is pretty magical. So it's going to be great information, great guests in studio today. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. Keelan or not, we'll still start up the show with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Stocks are higher and mortgage bonds are lower after another red hot inflation reading. Mortgage rates are tied to the Fannie Mae 30 year bond and when dropping in trading price, mortgage rates will increase. Inflation is the arch enemy of mortgage interest rates. The Senate passed a $250 billion tech and manufacture bill in the effort to counter China's technical ambitions. The bill includes funding for scientific research, subsides for chip makers and robot makers, and an overhaul of the National Science Foundation. While it's important to stay on the forefront of technology as a country, this is more spending that the U.S. will be doing that must be paid for and will contribute to inflation. And speaking of inflation, Sharon Williams said that they're implementing additional price increases across all segments, including a 7% August 1st price increase. Chipotle said that they raised menu prices by 3.5 to 4% just last week. One of the main reasons for the higher prices is the shortage of qualified labor. The Labor Department's JOLTS report, which tracks the month change in job openings, was reported to a record 9.3 million for the month of April, increasing 1 million from March's report. Only 7% of new job postings were filled. 
The NFIB Small Business Optimist Index fell slightly last month with most businesses citing that labor and inflation fears as their biggest concern. A record high 48% small business owners reported unfilled job openings in May, up from 44% in April. The quality of labor ranked as businesses single most important problem with 57% of respondents saying that they had fewer or no qualified applicants for open jobs, up from 54% in April. Inflation was also one of the biggest worries. Businesses expecting higher selling prices rose four points to 40%, which is the highest level in 40 years. Former Fed Governor Kevin Walsh said that while some of the issues were that we're facing today could be temporary. The Fed is taking a huge risk if they do not act now. He is calling for the Fed to stop their purchasing of mortgage-backed securities immediately, followed by slowing their treasury purchases before it is too late. CNBC's Steve Leisman believes that the Fed is most concerned with the taper tantrum, where the markets will be negatively impacted or react negatively to the Fed's reduction in purchases. He thinks that the Fed will start transparently beginning talking about tapering towards the end of this month or July, followed by an announcement of their timing in September or November, and actually tapering will begin in December. I agree. The Fed will likely wait until the end of the year or maybe even into 2022 before they actually start tapering, allowing inflation to run hot. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said in the Bloomberg interview on Sunday that the president should push forward with the $4 trillion spending proposal, even if it triggers inflation that persists into next year and higher interest rates. Yellen argues that spending would total about $400 billion each year, which isn't high enough of a level of spending to create an inflation overrun. She states that if we ended up with a slightly higher interest rate environment, it would actually be a plus for society's point of view and the Fed's point of view. Now, the Consumer Price Index, CPI, which measures inflation on the consumer level, rose by 0.6% in May, the year-over-year -year reading increased from 4.2% to 5%, which is the highest year-over-year -year increase in almost 13 years. The core reading, which stripes out food and energy prices, was up 0.7% in May on a year-over-year -year basis. The core reading increased from 3% to 3.8%, which is the highest year-over-year -year increase in 29 years. Now, I thought this number would come in high, especially with employers having to pay more to get the employees back to work. The big question is whether or not some of these factors influence inflation are going to be temporary or not. Now, rents rose 0.1% in May, increased by 2% on a year-over-year -year basis. Rents will likely lag a bit, but will probably contribute to more of the services inflation in the coming months. Initial job claims with measures individual filing and unemployment benefits for the first time decreased 9,000 to 376,000. Continued claims for those that continue to receive benefits decreased by 258,000 to 3.5 million. We didn't see much of an improvement in the initial claims, although they are heading in the right direction. We likely won't see meaningful changes until after September when the extended benefits expire. Even still, those that have children and rely on schooling and childcare may still face challenges.
The pandemic unemployment assistant claims, which gives individual benefits who would not usually qualify, and the pandemic emergency claims, which extends benefits after regular benefits expired, decreased by roughly 83,000 combined. 15.35 million individuals are still receiving benefits throughout all of their programs, which is down 95,000 from the previous week. The Mortgage Banker Association released their mortgage application data showing that overall application volume decreased by 3%. Purchases were flat and, and are down 24% from this time last year. While demand is still there, the number of transactions is much less than last year. The reason there was more inventory available last year and home prices were lower. Refinances were down 5% last week and are down 27% year over year. The refinance share of mortgage activity decreased from 61.5% to 60.4% of total transactions. Tina Mitchell here, and that is your money chat. Coming up next in the money hour, marriage and money made easy. Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Do you wonder where all your income is going, even though you're making good money? Doug at Get Priorities Straight will coach you to know where all your money is going, painlessly cut financial fat, and get your money serving you. Doug has spent over 20 years mentoring professionals and found personal finances to be hugely overlooked in every stage of life. If you want to learn more and get your money serving you, contact us at info at getpriorityssstraight.com for a confidential conversation with Doug. It's not what you make it's what you keep talk radio for the heart and soul alternative talk 1150 you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell and co-host keelan harvey on alternative talk am 1150 now back to the show with local mortgage experts tina mitchell and keelan harvey you are listening to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 12th show. I'm flying solo today without my co-host, Keelan. You can also listen to our show on podcast, our Facebook premiere show, or our show YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell, flying solo today. Uh, it is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and for your family. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions, or more importantly, to connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at moneyhour.com. And now on our show, we have Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight, Marriage and Money Made Easy. Sounds like a really great thing right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Doug, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, and a little bit about Doug. Get Priorities Straight partners with clients to create cash flow clarity, build in intentional spending and saving habits, and gain financial peace of mind. GPS was founded out of passion for positively influencing individuals, couples and business owners living by helping them transform their relationship with their personal finances. Their comprehensive processes and tools give you clarity and insight into your financial situation so your funds support the priorities and values that drive you. You will gain control, reduce stress, and enjoy more of what life 
has to offer. And uh, Doug, you are a, a regular contributor to the show for a very strategic reason. As the host of the show, we do not have anyone else that we invite in that is in your space because, well, number one, you are the best. Number two, it is actually unique out there to find what you do. So again, I just really appreciate your contribution of time, your wealth and experience that you provide to our listeners. So thank you, Doug. Thank you. Happy to do it. So let's go ahead and start out with what are you seeing in your clients that it relates to managing personal cash flow? You know, so often the, the topics around marriage, so often couples didn't get married to do more administration. And so often I hear, we don't even talk about money. It's a heated subject. Uh, we just don't want to, we don't even know how to deal with it. But usually it's not that they don't know how, it's just, it's not an easy subject to talk about. And it's usually based on opinions. Like we can't afford it. Afford it compared to what? Yeah. Compared to the other stuff you bought? I mean, it's it could be... I think it's like 57% divorces of divorces are caused through money issues. And that's surprising. It's not even higher of that, higher than that, right? Because you just hear uh, money stress all the time uh, in relationships. So Doug, how do you really get peace of mind around your money? When things are opinions, you can't defend them. You, it's, it's hard to say, you know, I, we just can't afford it. I'm telling you. You know, that's, it doesn't help. But when you decide where your money goes and you give every dollar a job, the conversation changes completely to, oh, here's something new. What bucket should we take it out of instead of we can't afford it? Because you do have money. You have money saved for Christmas and bills and mortgages and car repairs. Hopefully you're, you're saving for different things. And now it's a matter of saying, well, Hey, you know, if we cut out going out to dinner a little bit this month and we, we more careful on groceries this month and we um, cut our spending a little this month personally, we'll have enough money together to do something else we want to do or do it over time. So, so taking it from the opinion based to fact based, now the emotions are out and you can deal with it as adults. Opinion-based to fact-based. I love that. And giving all of your money a job. If you're listening and you're running a business, you give, every, or you should, the best of the best do, give every task a job or they time block. And same thing with what Doug's talking about. Give all of your money a job and then block it into where that is going to be spend it, spending on what area. So uh, very important. So Doug, what are your thoughts on personal cash flow planning for things like vacation, home maintenance, investing, maybe buying a boat or anything else that you actually want for your household? So we've already committed our funds to lots of things that most of us don't remember. Uh, in fact, uh, wealth managers often say that people are about 50% low. You know, you're making $15,000 a month. We've identified 10,000. Where's the other 5,000 going? But we've already committed to stuff. If you own a car, a good used car, over five years, you're going to spend about 150 a month on average for tires, brakes, and everything else. So if you actually decide where all your money's going that you've already committed, yard maintenance, uh, home maintenance, license tabs, all the stuff you are spending money on, you can see how much you have left. 
And if you don't have anything left, you might want to adjust what you're spending so that you can get that boat. Um, I always put in vacation money, Christmas money, date night money, personal spending. There's a lot of categories that I have that are fun. And I, I know you and your wife, wife both budget for uh, birthday presents for each other. And, yep. you know, it's, it's really crazy uh, that, you know, majority of people, it doesn't matter if you make $5,000 a month or if you make $50,000 a month, that there's a high percentage of people that not only... Um, are even and don't have anything they can save, but as we're talking about here are upside down. And the reason why is because that's the habit that they've created. And sometimes it's a habit from childhood and not learning how to actually manage money and the importance around money. And that's why Doug is so important to have into this show because you actually need somebody to coach you, to hold you accountable to where you can create habits that are actually going to serve you at a much higher level. So Doug, I'm sure that you find a lot of tension around money in couples, which we've talked about that uh, percentage statistically, which I'm surprised it's not higher. Uh, so that would actually absolutely be a correct statement, correct? Yeah. And, and actually on the comment you made before, it's not just people that are upside down. You know, it makes a lot of sense for us to do divide and conquer. So usually there's one person in a marriage who's managing most of it. Well, I just got a client recently that had a windfall, and now they're in a paycheck optional lifestyle. They both continue to work. They love each other. He's been handling the money. She says he's done a fantastic job. She wants more transparency to know what's going on. So when they think of someone they want to support or give to, they can say, instead of we can't afford it, they say, well, where are we? What do we have left? so that we can manage our overhead on a consistent basis, knowing that we are now paycheck optional the rest of our lives. So it's, it's not just getting in trouble. Uh, but, the, but the difficulty is the tension comes from not dealing with it. Let's just not talk about it. Let's sneak around just a little bit. I grew up with a mom saying, don't tell your dad. Here's 20 bucks. <laughs> buy some paint. Yeah, I, I think there might have been a little bit of that in uh, my household with my mom as well. Well, being in the mortgage industry and, you know, helping uh, hundreds of clients on an annual basis get into a home, almost all the time, there is one person that's managing the entire process. And many times you hear when you reach out, yeah, um, uh, definitely, you know, my husband's dealing with that. And, you know, you really need to make it a team effort, just as you would in business. Think of somebody on your team has no idea what your marketing plan is. I mean, that's not going to be a successful process. So Doug, let's talk about how you can dec decrease or maybe even better eliminate this tension. So making a decision to proactively manage your money instead of reactively managing it. And reactive is just, I'm paying the bills. And this is how much we have left. And proactive is what I mentioned before. It's deciding where all your money is going to go before you spend it. And watching those categories build up, having great anticipation toward the trip. We're, we're planning a trip to Italy and France for our 40th wedding anniversary. That's fun to see coming. And when you can see money and know that you, and this isn't about having lots of money, but knowing that you have a cash Christmas and you have no debt when you come back from vacation because you have money for it. And when you need a repair, you have an emergency fund that you've set. 
it just makes life so much easier. One of the easiest ways to explain it is imagine, you know, your paycheck to paycheck, or you have six months worth of savings. Yeah. Which is less stressful if your job is going well. Yeah, so so true. And and Doug has so many, uh, I don't want to say tricks because they're not tricks. It's knowledge. It's years of knowledge and expertise uh, and all of the clients that he coaches on a regular basis. And, you know, I'm not talking about miles uh, from your credit card, uh, but Doug can at, at a highest level even, you know, educate you on how you can get, you know, your free vacations and all kinds of just really great uh, information to maximize the resources that you have financially. So let's talk about having a little fun, because if you can bring fun in, which I know that you do, Doug, you have a balance of education, motivation, inspiration, a little bit of fun, just like I do. So let's talk about the fun part to get couples on the same page. So some of them may not sound super fun, but I think they're fun and useful. One is uh, I want to feel like an adult. I'd like to have my own money to control. So we have a little fun fund that we put in money each month and for each of us, and that just builds. Now, if you want to spend a thousand or two thousand dollars on anything, you don't have to run to your spouse and ask them permission. Uh, actually, this weekend I'm picking up a Weber barbecue. I've wanted a Weber barbecue for a long time. My son, love my son dearly. Five years ago, bought me a barbecue for my birthday. I was going to get a Weber, but he bought me, it was a great barbecue. I've used it, but now I get the Weber. And you just don't have to think about it. You don't have to discuss it. It's really nice having that autonomy in your marriage. But the other thing, and you mentioned miles there, you know, our trip to France and Italy, we have 1.2 million airline miles. I don't emphasize this, but I tell people this is easy to do. I can teach you the basics. You can go online and learn a ton if you want to do it a lot, but you can really lower travel costs. Well, what's that do? That lowers your vacation costs. And you, when you have more money to put somewhere else, maybe a kitchen remodel or something. And, and it's funny, people don't just think, okay, I saved from my um, $2,000 trip to Australia round trip. I got it for $350. It's not 2000. You have to earn 2500 2750 in order to pay that 2000 Well, if you're spending $300, like I think I said, you got to what, earn 375 So it's way more cheaper than you think. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that we, because um, it's less of an issue, we go and do, we, we do planning each year, but we had so much fun doing it. We're doing it now twice and three times a year. Well, we used our Hilton Hotel miles at Crystalis Inn, took 60,000, or not miles, but points. Uh -huh. 60,000 points. We stayed at this beautiful hotel up in Billingham, right on the waterfront. And we spent about an hour in the room planning, but the rest of the time, just talking about it occasionally. And then, you know, creating a little plan of all the cool stuff we're doing and fun stuff with family. And yeah. uh, it, it turns it into not just administration and crisis management. It's actually proactively planning and dealing with all the things you have to deal with administratively, but it's planning the fun stuff, yeah. the family stuff. And we'd like to plan a year out. 
That is so great. And I, you know, I know because I've, I've read this in statistics of, of budgeting people that budget have more money. When you watch where your money's going and you're budgeting, you will have more money. And if you're always saving for something that you want, you will spend less money. And that's what Doug is talking about. You know, you've got a trip planned a year in advance and you've got always have something uh, that you are saving for, you will definitely spend less money. So you've said in one of your, you, for your biggest takeaways for your clients is getting a peace of mind. What does that really look like, Doug? It's funny, it's anticlimactic. We don't talk about money anymore. We don't think about money anymore. We got it handled. We know where we stand. Uh, I did have one client, I just love her. She goes, I'm really stressed out and I don't even know what I should be stressed out about, but I know I'm stressed out. And you know, it was around finances, but you know, what should I be worrying about? Well, we know where everything is. We know we're current on everything. We've got a system in place. We don't just pay our credit card bill balance when it's due, we play the whole thing off. That gives us six weeks before the next payment's due. And so I think that's the biggest thing that people just say, I just don't have to think about it. I sleep well. I know I'm, I'm winning. I'm okay. And I have that anticipation. And uh, I think that's one of the strongest things is, yeah. is the anticipation of better things coming instead of struggling saying, how come we don't have anything left? Yeah, and your comment, uh, your comment on waste was it's you know people could save up to fifteen percent just by paying attention. Yeah, yeah, better better things coming. Uh, definitely, peace of mind, uh, Doug, are on the way of that journey. So we have less than a minute, but I know that if somebody's listening, well. There are a lot of people listening right now. So if you were listening right now, I'm sure you're probably thinking, what would it cost for my husband and I to set up a consultation? Uh, Doug, what would that cost be? Uh, nothing. I do a free get acquainted meeting just to talk about what your goals are, what your concerns are, what you'd want to do, just to see if it makes any sense to talk any further. So that's a 45 minute meeting. And I knew that answer, and that's why you're here on the show, because of the contribution that you uh, make to our listeners. So, Doug, thank you again so much for uh, being here, and look forward to talking with you in our last part of the show when we have our panel conversation. Thanks. And if you don't want to call into the show, you can just go to schedulewithdoug.com, and it'll show my calendar. Thank you. Schedulewithdoug.com and you'll get right to Doug's online calendar. We need to make sure that we're chiming that into the show, Doug. Uh, great information. So thank you. Coming up next in the money hour, you don't know what you don't know. Save time, money, and hassle with proper planning. John Anderson of John Anderson Esquire right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Do you wonder where all your income is going, even though you're making good money? Doug at Get Priorities Straight will coach you to know where all your money is going, painlessly cut financial fat, and get your money serving you. Doug has spent over 20 years mentoring professionals and found personal finances to be hugely overlooked in every stage of life. If you want to learn more and get your money serving you, contact us at info at getpriorityssstraight.com for a confidential conversation with Doug. It's not what you make it's what you keep alternative talk 1150 you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell and co-host keelan harvey on alternative talk am 1150 
Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 12th show. You can also listen to our show on podcast, our Facebook premiere show, or you can catch us on our show YouTube channel. I am flying solo here today, no co-host with Keelan, but I am your host, Tina Mitchell. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you can listen to our rebroadcast. We are also here to answer your questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, we have John Anderson of John Anderson Esquire. You don't know what you don't know. Save time, save money and save the hassle with proper planning right here on 1150 AM KKNW. John, very excited to have you here, especially since it's your first time on the show. Thank you for visiting us. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here. And a little bit about John. John Anderson, wait till you hear this bio. He is an author. He is a composer, a musician, a speaker, a lawyer, a little bit more. He is also a husband, and he's a father of five children. His kids are between 21 and three, so he'll be actively parenting minor children for another 35 years. (laughs) John spent the first 10 years of his legal career in the courtroom uh, litigating Uh, criminal defense, divorce business, and probate matters before completely rethinking his practice and focusing on helping people avoid the crisis and problems that got them into the courtroom in the first place. Now John specializes in estate planning, long-term care planning, and probate. His book, Law, Lawyers Always Win, How Ignorance of the Law is Costing You Everything. It's going to be coming out later this year. So exciting. During the pandemic, John started composing piano music, and he has released not one, but five singles. His first album coming out later in this month. Again, John, what a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. I've not done this before, so I'm I look forward to to chatting with you and helping some people out. Wonderful. And yeah, it's a lot it's a lot more exciting when we actually get uh, a guest in and the honor to be your first one to interview you on radio and uh, podcast. So thank you. So John, let's go ahead and start out with what are the biggest mistakes that you see people make when it comes to estate planning? You know, people ask me that all the time and really the answer is somewhat trite and it's that they don't plan at all and that's the biggest problem because people if they don't plan don't realize that there's actually a plan out there for you the state the law has created a plan for you and most people every once in a while I find someone who will come in and say yeah I'm good with that and they get the result they want but that's a tiny 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 portion of the population for most people not having a plan means you're stuck with the defaults and the defaults very rarely match up with what, a, what someone wants after they've worked their whole life to build up a legacy, to, 
build up a, an asset load. They want to help their kids. They want to make sure that their grandkids have money for college. They want, they have goals, not just for themselves in their retirement, but for their families and for their legacy. And sometimes without the plan that gets squandered, wasted, and in the worst sort of most tragic scenarios lost. Yeah, being uh, on the state default would not be a good thing. So let's talk, John, about what really happens when you don't have a plan. What does that look like? So a lot of people have heard of this thing called probate. And, and a lawyer will tell you that's a, a, a court proceeding intended to help make everything happen nicely, right? In reality, I, I always tell my clients a probate is a lawsuit that you file against yourself using your own money for the benefit of your creditors, because that's really what a probate is intended to do. Here, here in Washington, uh, probate is not so difficult as compared with some other places, but at the same time, it's a giant checklist of things that you have to do. And most of it is centered on saying, hey, someone has died, here's a pot of money. If you think you should get some of that money, please let us know so we can make sure you get paid first. And then if there's anything left over after we've paid the lawyers and we've paid the system and we've done all the notices and we've gone through the checklist, we'll give that to your heirs who are also defined by law. And maybe you don't want that money to go to that, that adult child of yours who's in the middle of a bitter divorce case or who has a, an unfortunate drug problem or an addiction problem or who is getting state aid for a disability and now is going to get some money and they're going to not qualify for their aid anymore. There are so many things that can go wrong if we're just dealing with the defaults. And that is the default if you don't have a plan, is this thing called probate. Yes, you want to strategically have a plan set up so that it is set up to best serve what your wants are. John, what if we have somebody listening to the show right now today, and they were to say to you, well, I've got a will. Doesn't that take care of me? And I, I hear that every day. In fact, most of the people that come and meet with me when they call me to set the appointment, they say, hey, I need to update a will. Or I need to get a will in the first place. And the reason, and, and it may well be actually that a will is exactly what they need and it meets their needs and it's fine. But the problem with a will, and a lot of people don't know this because what everybody knows about estate planning, they know from TV and the movies and what I call the dramatic reading of a will scene. And you know what I'm talking about? If you've seen the movie Knives Out, for example, uh, a great movie. It's a, a wonderful whodunit. Someone dies under suspicious circumstances. And what happens? They call the lawyer and they have a meeting with the lawyer, either at the lawyer's office or at the family home. That's always where it is. Yep. The lawyer pulls the will out of his briefcase or out of the top desk drawer, which I always think is funny because <laughs> I have pens in my top desk drawer. I've never put someone's will in my desk drawer. And and, but it, it makes for great drama and they pull out the paper, right? And, and then there's the dramatic reading. I declare this to be my last will and testament. And someone gets the house and someone gets the Lamborghini and someone gets the helicopter. Someone gets the business. Someone's always dis disinherited or outed as an abuser. There's some sort of big reveal. And then everything descends into chaos. And we spend the rest of the show or the movie resolving the chaos. And we love it. It's, it's fantastic. And that's all anybody has ever seen. And we've seen that scene millions of times. What most people think is, hey, obviously, I'm not going to have a big reveal. I'm not going to have all this drama surrounding the reading of my will. But I just need to have a will in place so that, um, so that when I die, my family will get together with the lawyer. The problem is that everything about that scene is wrong. There's no such thing as a dramatic reading. In my whole career, I've never done a dramatic reading of a will. 
with a family. I've never even done a boring reading of a will. There's just no reading. It doesn't happen. What happens, and a lot of people have no idea about this, they bring the will into me. And they say, hey, what do I need to do? And I tell them, well, actually, when you have a will, that's just one more document that I'm going to go and file with all of the other papers that I file in a probate case. All those things we already talked about that happens in the default. If you plan just with a will, you're still going through the same probate process. You're still stuck with the delays. You're still dealing with the hassles. You're still paying the lawyer fees. You're still doing all the notices. You're still doing all the checklists. And a lot of people have no idea. Yeah. Well, I, I sure hope that our listeners today or people that don't have um, the estate plan in place that they're listening today. So why can't you just make your kids beneficiaries of your accounts? So the short answer is because it doesn't address all the things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. If you have an only child and you make them the beneficiary and they get everything, then that's one way maybe to get around this whole probate problem. And if you have a single one child, they, they're going to get everything anyway. So great. But when you have three kids, one of them is always the one that's helping out mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. And the other two live somewhere else. And now that one little Johnny gets, gets all the money and something goes wrong. And unfortunately, too often when that parental figure dies, something happens and now they're no longer there and there's a pot of money. It's yeah. amazing to watch what ha- people's little heads just go boom and they explode and they start doing crazy things. And now the other kids are like, wait a minute, are we sure everything is right? And it can lead to problems. Yeah. And so it's, it's sometimes that works. And so that's one of the things that we look at when we sit down and plan with someone is, is that a viable option? Sometimes, yeah. but not yeah. always. So John, how can you avoid court and the hassles that come with that? So the easy way, uh, well, the easiest way, and really the only way I know how is by setting up a form of trust called a revocable living trust. And a lot of people hear the word trust and they think, oh my gosh, that's for super wealthy people. Because again, in TV and in the movies, that's all we ever see about trusts. It's the trust fund kids or the boardroom trusts, or it's not, it's not just average people. And I work with people all the time who have $100,000, $300,000, under a million dollars. And here in the Pacific Northwest, where a home is a million bucks so often, right? Yes. I mean, those are very modest conservative estates. And yet people can can set up uh, what's called a revocable living trust to avoid probate entirely. And the cost of doing that and setting that up usually will save them months of the process and thousands and sometimes tens of thousands of dollars in costs. Yeah. Wow. So we've got a few minutes left here, but there's a few more questions I I definitely want to ask. Uh, Quickly, the estate tax, how does that work? You know, estate tax, uh, the federal estate tax isn't a problem for most ordinary people these days. The state estate tax um, can be sometimes, but with a little bit of planning and a little bit of education, it can be worked around. Someone who might ordinarily have a 50 or $100,000 tax bill, we can turn that to zero very easily just through education. Yeah. Okay. And um, can you also uh, quickly talk about the recent capital gain tax increases? Everyone, no one wants to pay taxes, capital gains tax, income tax, estate tax. The goal is to get rid of them. When it comes to the capital gains tax, so often people want to move property early. They want to transfer property or gift it to avoid an estate tax. And something to consider there is timing, right? Because one of the easiest ways to avoid a capital gains tax, especially if someone is getting older or, you, or they're declining health and you, they know that we're going to pass in a little bit, 
uh-huh. is just wait. Because when you wait, you get what's called a step up in basis at the death. And now there's no capital gains. You just avoided it entirely. And so, yeah, again, the importance that you need to have an expert on your side when it comes to your planning. So John, the state recently passed the long-term care act. How does that fit into the planning? So long-term care fits in because most people at some point in their life are going to need some long-term care. I think the, the general national average is something like uh, for, for, for men, I think it's 2.7 years. And for women, it's something like 3.6 years. You may need long-term care. Yeah. Medicare doesn't cover long-term care. And so you have to be able to move things around and actually plan for it or else the way the system is set up right now, you're forced to spend all your money on it. And then you lose that wow. legacy. Yes. So John, we have less than a minute, two really quick questions here. Uh, where can, where can you find more about these topics and what's one thing that you want our listeners to remember and take action on? And I can answer both of those in the same way. So much of this is all about education. It's about learning and you, it's hard to find the answers to these questions. I do a monthly uh, webinar that talks about a bunch of these things and gives a lot more detail, but really you just need to sit down with someone, take the time to sit down, with somebody, because that's better than nobody. If that's me, awesome, but somebody and just do a little breakdown and talk about what your goals are and learn how it works. Knowledge is not power. Uh, We always hear that quote, right? Knowledge Mm -hmm. is power. If that were true, why do doctors smoke? Why Why do estate planning attorneys not have their own estate plans? I mean, knowledge is empowering. It's what you do with it that matters. And for just a little bit of time and a little bit of effort, you can get the answers you need to put a plan in place that will actually work when you need it most. And you can save huge amounts of time, gobs and gobs of money and so much hassle just by getting that education and taking a little time to commit to the process. Well said, John. Thank you so much. Uh, You can reach out to the show or you can uh, connect with John. John, what's your website really quickly? JohnAndersonEsquire.com. Super easy. Pretty easy. All right. Thank you, John. Coming up next to the Money Hour, our panel conversation with our two guests that are on our virtual studio today. We have Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight. And of course, we also have John Anderson of John Anderson Esquire right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Do you wonder where all your income is going, even though you're making good money? Doug at Get Priorities Straight will coach you to know where all your money is going, painlessly cut financial fat, and get your money serving you. Doug has spent over 20 years mentoring professionals and found personal finances to be hugely overlooked in every stage of life. If you want to learn more and get your money serving you, contact us at info at getpriorityssstraight.com for a confidential conversation with Doug. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, June 12th show. I am flying solo. You'll notice my co-host, Keelan, is not here today. Uh, you can also listen to our show on podcast, our Facebook premiere show, or you can catch our show on our YouTube channel. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. 
We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We are here to help you in today's economy. Uh, now our conversation with both of our guests, we'll have a panel conversation with Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight and John Anderson of John Anderson Esquire right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Very excited to have both of you together um, on, on our last segment here. And Doug, I'm gonna go ahead and start out with you first. How does personal cash flow management tie into estate planning? And then I'll hear from our estate planner, John. Well, like I mentioned before, it's about being intentional. And being intentional is you know knowing where your money goes, but it's also knowing where your stuff is. I mean, just knowing where your passwords are, imagining someone passing and not knowing the passwords of anybody that passed or a spouse having trouble. Um, but it's also, and I don't get into this a great deal, but I have a checklist and I begin the process that John does of begin putting things together. I mean, you do, you have a durable power of attorney. I don't do them. You can get one done. You can talk to John <laughs> or others, uh, but I just help them start to get organized and really think about what are the most important things you have to have so they're set up for John. Yeah, and that's really that's really great. You know, thinking of Doug as your overall and helping with your your budgeting of your money, and then making sure you're getting connected to all of the people that you need to take care of all of those uh, areas. Uh, that is part of that planning. So, John, um, what about you? How does the cash flow tie into management tie into your estate planning? Well, like Doug said, it's a lot of it is just knowing where things are and where they're moving. I, I have a banker colleague who told me once that about once a month, he gets someone showing up at the bank and they're, they're there because they're, one of their parents has died and they, they're, they're showing up and they're saying, hey, my mom has died. I'm just trying to find, did she have an account here at this bank? Wow. Now think about what's happening in that scenario. This poor kid is grieving and having to deal with a mess because there's no plan and there's no order. And he's actually going around to all the banks in town just to figure out where stuff is. And yeah. it, I mean, that's tragedy right there. That is tragic. That is tragic. And, and so visualize for a second that you've lost a, uh, a mother, a father, a significant other, somebody that you, know, that you really care about. Instead of being able to grieve through that process, you were stressed out about having to deal and figure out their finances. And if you're listening to the show, think about if you passed and you left your loved ones not being able to grieve and instead having to be able, having to worry about and be stressed out because you didn't set that plan up. So critically important to be thinking about all of this. So uh, John, what about the majority um, of people? Do you see that they know how much they have or that they don't know how much they have? What do you see on the majority side? Part of the process when, when I sit down with someone is obviously sitting down and analyzing their estate. What do they have and where is it? And so in order to sit down and meet, I, I send out some homework to them. So they have to go through that process. And some people are better organized than others. But a lot of times it's really fun, especially with some younger couples who are adulting, if you will, and they're getting, getting after it and taking care of their responsibilities. We'll sit down and do an analysis. And when you look at their house and their investments and their retirement, and they've been working for 15 years and they've got a a couple of teenage kids and we put it up on the board and I'll say, Hey, congratulations. You guys are millionaires. 
And they look at each other and they laugh out loud and they say, I sure don't feel like a millionaire. Yeah. They didn't know before they actually sat down and broke it down and really looked at it. And then what happens is they get kind of excited because we put a plan in place that, that helps clarify and solidify their goals. And so they know they're, they're, they have a purpose to what they're doing now. And yeah. now they can sit down with someone like Doug who can help them because they don't feel like they're managing things right. Yeah. How can I do this better? And all of a sudden, I, I find that when people start with the estate planning piece, it leads them on a positive track because now they do the financial planning piece. They do the cash flow strategy, strategizing with Doug. They, they start working with experts and professionals. They start working with budgets. They start planning. And all of that helps them build their estate even better. Absolutely. Point. And what a pleasure story you shared, because um, I'm sure not all of them are pleasure uh, stories. They don't have what they thought they have. And that can be a big nightmare. So Doug, what about you? And you see the majority when, when they reach out, uh, do they know what they have or not? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> they have a sense of it. I mean, every time it's like, okay, we're going to do every dollar is getting a job. So we need every bank account. We need every credit card. When you know every loan and they go, oh, I forgot this bank account. And not only do they not know where everything is, they have a general idea, but they have three or four banks. They're getting charged fees in different banks. We just work on making this simple. And people really don't know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, how much they're spending. Uh -huh. And they really don't know how much they have because they haven't even, they just haven't been proactive. They've just... Yeah. I think we've been taught, you know, paying your bills is managing your money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been in the mortgage industry for over a, a quarter of a century, but also I'm a time management and business efficiency coach. And same thing, kind of what we're talking about here today, when I start with, um, you know, new clients, just getting them organized, you know, getting an online calendar, using all of the rules and things in email. And so it's the same thing. So Doug, do you see that, that most people put off organization like I do when it comes to being organized? in their business and not do you see that they're not majority aren't organized in their finances yeah people do a lot more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure yeah so they do it when they have to do it but nobody that i've ever met woke up saturday morning on a beautiful sunny day saying i'm going to get my finances in order and i want to call comcast and i want to get this subscription canceled and it's just it's just work Usually we pay all our bills and then we go, yeah, but we got other stuff to do. That's enough for today. Yeah. And so both what John and I end up doing is turning over all those rocks and get really clear. I do it differently because I have a whole different agenda, but you know, it just takes time and you have to be proactive about it. And if we knew that we were going to automatically save 15% and have 15% more to spend, if we just were on purpose, I think everybody would do it, but they don't ask that question. Yeah. They're not aware of that. Yeah. So John, what is the most, or what do you see as far as organization? Well, people are always calling me saying sheepishly, usually they're embarrassed, right? Oh my gosh, I did a little will when I had my first child. I now have three children and they're, they're 35 each. And I haven't even looked at this since and, and wow. And so they're always embarrassed when they come to me because they're always updating or they've heard, wait, hey, I should do this. And, and so 
I mean, no, people aren't prepared. Less than 40% of the population have their estate planning done. And when you look at people under 35 who are in the early stages of life and are that's when their kids are starting to hit those teenage years all, a lot of times. It's less than 18%. It's Great. not till at over 65 do we finally, people start saying, oh my gosh, I better get some, get my act together and get something in place. And what a, what a sad thing to be waiting until you're 65 years old to get your house in order. Um, not, a, not a good way. Because even if you're not feeling enough pain to take action, you know it's there. And that fact that you know that you're not organized is causing emotional stress. It's having a ripple effect. And if you're not feeling it, that's really bad because now that's become your new norm. And who wants to have a new norm of not having any pain, knowing that you're not organized with your finances? Absolutely. So, uh, John, what is the most frequently frequent thing that you see people leaving out the most? You know, aside from just planning in general, it's the little pieces. Yeah. No one wants to spend money on this stuff, right? Because it's a loss leader. It's like, it's like insurance in a, to a certain extent. And I tell people early on and when I meet with them, when you do your estate planning, you're not doing it for you. Like there's no real benefit for you because you'll be dead. Yeah. What you're doing it for is for your kids, for your family, for your loved ones. You're getting peace of mind out of this and really nothing more. And so p- what people don't realize because they're not getting anything out directly is they're not taking the time to get educated. They'll go online and they'll see an offering, right? For some program where, oh, I can get a, a, a will done up for 99 bucks. Yeah. I can, I, can, I can just do this online myself. I can do that sort of thing. And they, they don't know what they don't know. And so they miss the details. They leave out, it doesn't have to be much, one or two things. And all of a sudden they get thrown into these other areas. Yeah. So, well, and if you're listening today, um, you are benefiting it or you are, you are getting a disadvantage at a high level if you don't do it now because you know you're not doing it now. So you would have no peace of mind that your family and your kids and your spouse are taken care of if something were to happen to you tomorrow. And that is not a good emotional space to connect yourself in. So we've got a couple minutes left in the show. Doug, I have one question for you and John for you. Doug, how do most people learn about mastering personal cash flow? They don't. They really don't. They, you have to have some kind of pain or some reason. I mean, sometimes it's people that I'm helping going through a divorce, and that's a huge cash flow change, and they've really got to get serious. Or sometimes it's a, a job change. Um, there are a, a large group of people that are saying, "No, we want to give more, and we want to get better at this," and they're proactive. Um, I know I know we're short of time, but there's one other thing that I t- learned from John about having to, to spend down your assets so you can get some benefits, which is something while you're alive that uh, maybe you can do on another show or something, John, but that really does hit people um, if they don't plan. And it's the yeah. same thing with planning your cash flow personally. You know, yes. you will make way better choices. Absolutely. John, less than a minute left. How do most people learn about estate planning as we wrap up our time together? And I sort of said that before, most people learn about estate planning from TV and the movies. Yeah. And that is a horrible way to learn anything. Ask any doctor how, <laughs> uh, well, here's a perfect example, quick story. Yesterday, and it's sort of tragic and I apologize, but yesterday uh, a, a ge- an older gentleman collapsed outside our office and died in the parking lot. Wow. And um, you know that's unplanned. And I watched the paramedics do CPR on him 
that's nothing like what I've ever seen CPR done on TV and in the movies. Yeah, it is. It is. It was hardcore and it was rough and it was necessary. But we accept that stuff as it is. And we learn everything from TV and the movies. We say, OK, that's good. Yeah, that's what I need to do instead of really getting the education. We need to get out there and really learn so that we can make good choices and, yeah. and help ourselves and our families. Great way to end the show. And the next even uh, not as bad as TV. But if you think you're going online and you're getting the right information very quickly here, I won't tell the long story why, but I wanted to know why a goldfish jumps out of his out of his fishbowl. And the answer that was there everywhere on the internet because of water quality or temperature. Well, it's not true. If you actually go way, way down on the internet, which is not the most popular things that are getting clicked on, it is because they did scientific study and they watched them in the wild and they jump and they figured out the reason why it was intentional on purpose, it's evolution. Nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but everything to do what we're talking about today. Don't go online to get your answers. You need to talk with an expert that navigates through this process with their clients day in and day out. And that's why I wanted to bring in both John on the estate side and Doug uh, to coach you in your in your finances, not a financial planner, but to set up the right uh, habits for you to manage your money so that you can have a better life, what the show is about for you and your family. Thank you, John. Thank you, Doug. From the deepest, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Tina. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Tina. And that is the show. Uh, next week, Keelan will be back. Uh, but this is your host, Tina Mitchell, signing out, local mortgage expert. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we look forward to talking more money with you next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.